I was just watching uh, footage of a new, another MMO that Amazon released. Lost Ark. Did you, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it looks kind of cool. I like. A, yeah. I like the a, a is it ARPG or AARPG? I mean, it it's it looks more actiony, but I couldn't tell if you're actually Doing controlling anything. things or if it's still like cooldown based stuff, but. But I had no idea that existed, and I think it's funny that it they released another one like a month ago. Yeah. Right? This one's like breaking Steam called. records and stuff too. Yeah, Isn't I saw it? I, I think, yeah, I think people it like probably MMOs. got off to a good start. And I think people, like even though Final Fantasy fourteen is so successful, I'm wondering if it's if it's becoming the new World of Warcraft and people want something different now too. <laughs> Because, like, there were so many things trying to take down World of Warcraft at one point because and, it was established and had been around. And Amazon has money to dump into everything. And they do, yes. Are but they, I haven't heard about that other one in a while, so I don't know how well that one's doing at this point. Are they, like, are Amazon Studios the ones making these games, or are they just, like, paying for the publishing? Or I think I think they hire... Like, they have their own teams that, like, they own exclusively. So they're they're publishing it, but also technically they are the main developer. Yeah. Just under different team names, probably, as far as I understand. But I don't know, because all of their games have failed up until... The last two? Now, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the last one they released was, like, really big when it came out. I don't... It did really yeah. well. Yeah, I think it New had a Haven good start. New Haven or something? New something? Yeah, I, I seriously cannot remember its name for the life of me. I thought it was something basic, but I, I thought it was like Lost World, but that doesn't make sense because the new one is called Lost Ark. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Googling. But, but yeah, I, I was just looking at that while I was waiting for us to get started here. Figured I'd see what that was about. New World. Good. That's New what world. it is. Okay, so I was New close. New World was, and Lost Ark. Yeah, I was a little close with World. Yeah. But but yeah, this is uh, the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave. I have an announcement. An announcement? Yep. Yeah? Kicking off the show. I've been working real hard. Coming at you, the listener. We are presenting the very first... Whiff punish, NFT. <laughs> no, I'm playing. That's not. A we real definitely, thing. we definitely aren't. But that was really good. I like that. <laughs> well done. Well done. Jumping on the bandwagon of virtually everything else, and then we're gonna walk it back a week later, and, or we're gonna steal your money and run away with it. <laughs> yeah, so funny. That was good. Very, very good. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I can't, I can't, you can't get away from them now. No, you really can't, uh, and it's annoying. I, I still don't really see it becoming a thing in games, um, but time will tell, I guess. I, uh, I actually just watched a video. I don't know if you saw this going around, but there was like a video by uh, folding ideas that went up about NFTs. It's like really long. It's two hours long. I definitely didn't see it or watch it. 
but but it I started That's way more started, time than I would want to spend on anything NFT related. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I um, but it's it was really interesting. It was really informative. You know, obviously it's very anti NFT, so keep that in mind. But uh, but it was really interesting. I did watch the whole thing, uh, and I learned a lot. I I actually considered myself semi informed on crypto, and I there was a whole lot of stuff I didn't really understand. That you do now, so, that you understand now. That I understand a little bit more. I wouldn't say I understand it very well, actually, because yeah. it's it's super convoluted and weird. But I, I I'd recommend watching it. I thought it was pretty good. It's called "The Line Goes Up: The Problem with NFTs." So is that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. It's a channel I'd never heard of before, and it has a ton of views. I think it got a lot more at- attention than this guy expected it yeah. to get. Yeah. Um but I'm kind of yes, indifferent we, to the whole thing. I don't really care one way or the other. I just if you if you like him do your thing, if not I don't know, whatever. Yeah, we don't have to get into that, I guess. It's Yeah. I'm definitely not indifferent to them. It's, but it's <laughs> but it's uh <laughs> but it is just such a thing that will not go away and is in like the conversation all 2022. the time. 2022. Yeah. Not that not that it's they're new in 2022, but I feel like beginning of the year is when they first started like really popping up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was like right at the end of last year. Yeah, started started this year where it's been like everywhere, and and more video game companies are flirting with the idea, and then after backlash, walking it back. And I saw YouTube just announced you can like own videos now. They're they're in late. Unleashing really? their own version, yeah, something, something related that's, where you can. That's so weird. Own content on there, but I already own the content because I created it. <laughs> like if it's my videos, it's I don't know, I don't get it. It's but you just watch on. your two-hour video. How do you not get I, it? Because th- that's the thing is that like you you don't own it. The thing that you're buying you don't actually own <laughs> it's 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 just kind of trading around numbers basically which is why it's stupid but anyway let's talk about video games not okay. nfts okay i'm down i haven't been playing a lot of video games i mean i have been playing a lot of video games i've just been playing one video game pretty much <laughs> yeah we can talk about that a little bit maybe later, not just kick it off immediately. Yeah, I'm um, down with that. I uh, I didn't know, I guess just based on it being relevant, that Nintendo Direct just happened. And we got some information about like the next half of the year from Nintendo. Yeah, that's a I, cool thing I, to lead off with. And I didn't know if anything like super stuck out from that for you, but... I, the biggest one for me is that they're adding forty-eight Mario Kart courses. It's like it's like Christmas, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Like two, I'm really excited about two that. Two weeks later, actually. like because I've been thinking, you know, I, I've been thinking like they got to be working on the next Mario Kart. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm almost like more excited about this than I would be about another Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean. I I could play that game 
forever. I know, probably. I know you could. And and like I have no problem just continuing to play that game to death when friends want to play it. Yeah. And as like just adding content to it, which I totally never expected them to no, do. It's so cool. That's a, it's such a good thing. Like yeah. And it's cheap. Oh like, yeah, I'd... like there's there's probably I, I don't know how many courses are in the original version. Do you off the top of your dome? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I want to say there's at least forty. Yeah, so forty, fifty courses. We're just doubling mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I do think that the courses that they showed in that in that video looked like upresed versions of. Older game yeah. courses, not exactly like the full. Yeah, like treatment of yeah, kind of yeah, what yeah. that game is, probably. Yeah, so there's yeah. that caveat, but also that's a lot of courses. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, like that's it's like a staggering amount. Like I would have been, I would have been shocked if they added eight. Yeah, and they're adding forty-eight, <laughs> and for twenty-five dollars. Which is yeah, like which is very like totally fine. Or yeah, for the if you've upgraded to their N sixty four version of Nintendo Online, you just get it free. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Unless I misinterpreted the end of that uh, video oh, yeah. when they said. So it's weird. They like packaged they packaged the Animal Crossing DLC. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, in that thing too. So this is like another packaging of that. Hmm. So they, I mean, even have the having the online N sixty four, which is cool. I haven't really used that at all. Well, you use the Nintendo one. Yeah, the like the Super Nintendo. Yeah, stuff. that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just haven't used any of the N sixty four stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm impressed at their value proposition, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a company that like doesn't often uh do that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're known for being toit stingy. Yeah. 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 I just uh I maybe yeah, maybe the corporate world is getting to me and I'm just like used to paying for everything. I don't I don't know. It could be Yeah, that. like but I'm I'm happy. I think I think Nintendo could get away with charging so much more money than they do for that whole thing and I've heard people complain about what they charge and I think that's so ridiculous. You mean for like, the online service thing? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like it's so cheap even if you play you I like you don't pay for it unless you play some stuff online and I play something online on Switch maybe once a month and it's worth it. Yeah. Just for that. Yeah. And then on top of that you can check out some old games which I have also done and it's nice to Kind of like Game Pass, it's nice to just have that stuff available there. on your on your whatever yeah convenient a, you want to play. Yeah, because like a, even even though it's not like that, it's not an exhaustive library. It's still something. And it's pretty extensive though. It's not. It's it really not is. Like yeah, I'm nothing. not like. It's not nothing for sure. Yeah, but like Nintendo stuff is hard to play. Like older Nintendo stuff is always hard to play. Unless you go through the whole like hoop of having those uh, retron things or those other things that those yeah, other companies kinda, are starting to make, some kind of emulator. 
Yeah, like that Game Boy Advance thing yeah, just yeah. came out recently. So like, or you just emulate everything on PC, which I guess you could do that too. Or you could but, have a cherry pie, but yeah, that kind of that's but, what I meant when I said emulator. But yeah, I know I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, but it's just nice. It's nice that they offer that, and like I I would have probably spent like full price on I thought that Mario when Kart they said, DLC when they said twenty five bucks, like the the way they had it pictured in this in the. Uh, like the preview thing was like they showed eight tracks. Yeah. Like it was bigger than like they were like, We're gonna release them in tiers of eight tracks and then it said twenty five dollars. I'm like, Oh man, they're gonna charge twenty five bucks for every eight every oh eight God. tracks they do and I was yeah, like, Yeah, that would that? have been a lot, I guess. I was but... thinking to myself, Oh, that's a lot of money, but I'll probably still do it. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was ready to pay an exorbitant amount of money for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, Oh, and if you have a Nintendo online, you already have this and I was like, Oh, amazing so let's let's call clap nintendo yeah this this is mario kart uh christmas present yeah we're golf clapping mario kart tracks that aren't even out yet but who cares like i'm i'm very pumped for that yeah it's a very nice surprise yeah Uh, to to uh, go along with the kart racer thing and uh the nintendo uh direct i am excited for that disney kart racer thing Actually, oh, I didn't see that. They have like a Pixar, Disney Pixar kart racer game. It's like Mario Kart but with Disney characters and their tracks okay. are Disney worlds. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of neat. My wife's like real into that stuff, so I'm sure yeah. we'll check it out. But it's free to play. Cross play, free oh, to wow. play. I'm like, perfect. I don't even have to like beg my friends to buy this if I want to play it. It's on the... Is that was that on the direct? It was on the direct, and they said it would be cross. Yeah, it's cross play. So I'm assuming it'll come to like either PC or PlayStation or something. Yeah. So that's kind of neat too. Hmm. I mean, not going to replace Mario Kart, but no. There's a there's a lot of stuff that I was excited about in that uh, in that presentation. Yeah. Um, Mario Strikers, which is like yeah. is like the Mario Soccer. Mm-hmm. There was. I, f- I feel like it was the GameCube version of that There was game. one on GameCube. The- That's the only other version of that, I think. Um, It's fantastic. I, Me and my brother played the heck out of that game. Oh, yeah? I've liked all the Mario sports games. I guess I didn't play Olympics. But, like, I guess... And I haven't played a ton of Mario Golf either, to be honest. I didn't... I never played Strikers, but... I mean, it's not surprising that they're making one, and... Maybe I'll give it a chance. Like I, I'd probably be out of all the ones that I, ha- I didn't play tennis. Um, I like tennis a lot. Like that game was sick. Yeah, I have one of the ones on Wii or Wii U, and I played a little bit of that one, and I was just like, "Nah." That was why I wasn't super interested in the Switch one. Yeah. Um, but Strikers looks okay. I could maybe get into that. I, we'll see. That's I just, a- I like grew up playing sports games, and getting older i kind of like put that playing sports games to bed a little bit probably because yeah. ea sucks and they don't you know yeah the, i've heard games, nothing but bad things of their sports games anymore in the last like five years yeah, or yeah. so yeah and so i still am interested in like arcade emulations of sports games so there's mm. always that appeal to me and mario yeah i'm excited it's it's uh it's cool. Mario Strikers looks good. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, Splatoon three is one of my most anticipated games. I think I'll of. definitely get Splatoon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the little um, bit I saw of it, you know, it's Splatoon. It's Splatoon. But... They're like the co op mode looks cool. 
Uh, Did I just, we? I feel like, yeah, we we messed with it. Uh, I couldn't remember if you and I played any mm-hmm. of that in two. I know I only played a tiny bit of it. Like, the, I feel like the Splatoon package feels robust. The Splatoon mm-hmm. 3 package feels robust. I li- I enjoyed the Splatoon 2 uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. I yeah, played I never the, finished that. I played the DLC levels. Like, I think it's only going to get better. Like, this next version of it is only going to be better than the last one. Yeah, you'd hope. Um, yeah. The the base Splatoon gameplay, I think, is evergreen. Like it really the, is the like I could I could cue that up right now and have a blast with it, mm-hmm. and you know the fact that they're giving full co op modes and everything else like that, like dude, Splatoon rocks. Like yeah, that's another Nintendo IP that they just knocked out the park. Like, yeah, and 100%. like new a new yeah. one too, yeah. which is awesome. I I think that comes out in the summer. If I saw that, yeah, yeah, summer correctly so that's cool yeah i'm i'm definitely interested in that i um go ahead i i think i might be interested in kirby oh yeah it looks good too i've i've played one kirby game ever i played the one on n64 which one was that do you know uh something in the crystal like kirby in the crystal shards or something did you like it I remember so little of it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but I just know I played I, it. I wonder if that's on the uh emulator. The Nintendo Online emulator. Mm, I don't know. I have no idea what N sixty four games are on there other than Banjo Kazooie. I know that's on there. <laughs> and I know the Zelda games are on there. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh I tried a little bit of Kirby All Star Allies that is the most recent one on Switch. Oh, that's right. I played the demo of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like a co-op game. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed. Yeah, I don't think anybody really liked that. It was kind of like a hold forward and press A mm-hmm. type of thing, and I don't know. I, I just yeah. it didn't it didn't it didn't sell for me the, the little bit that I played. So, but this looks cool. The, the open world with the different abilities and upgrading uh, different. Like attacks and stuff like that. It looks. It neat. looks like like Josh joked in our group. Like it looks like Mario Odyssey, kind of, but like it kind of really does. It does. Actually. But I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this back in the group message, but I didn't because I was at the vet and I was dealing with the dog. But um, Mario Odyssey is actually Kirby, not the other <laughs> way around. Yeah, because of the hat. Yes, the hat they mechanic, borrowed. Yeah. They borrowed it from Kirby, not yeah. not the other way around. Yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, I, I don't, think I think it looks. I don't cool. know that. Uh, I don't know that any Kirby let you take control of a car yet. So like, Odyssey, Odyssey kind of pushed that kind of stuff, like where you were taking over some really weird shit, and now Kirby is also taking part of it. So I don't yeah. know. My my ask me anything about Kirby games. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> what's Kirby's last name? Uh, Delmonico. Wow, your child, <laughs> yeah. or brother, or sister—I don't know. Long your lost father. grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirby, I'm I'm excited about that. There's a lot of uh, Square Enix, Square Enix. What do you call it? Enix or Enix? I'm not sure. Enix, maybe. Square Enix. Enix sounds suspiciously like another word that I assume you would uh, 
you would like. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's, it's another name for a phallus. Oh, um, a penis. Oh, I was like, what? Where are you going with that one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they have their that triangle strategy game. I forgot to look at that. I I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, because I didn't watch the direct. I just what's, looked up like a list of things. What's the other game? Octopath Traveler. That's that's the develop. Yeah, that's and they did Bravely Default and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean it. It's a it's like a tactical grid based game, right? Yes. Triangle strategy. Yes, it looks cool. That name is terrible, and I want <laughs> it's some, so bad. I want some story to my tactic games, and I it looks like the Octopath thing where it's like. Yeah, Octopath's story was so thin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the same thing about Advance Wars, which like I'm trying yeah. to decide if I want to play that or not, but it just looks so light on, on yeah. anything that matters other than gameplay. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm interested in Advance Wars. I have I've never played them, so I don't really have any nostalgia for it at all. And just looking at it, I mean it didn't it didn't do anything for me, I guess, the trailer. So some interesting things. Um, did you see that they are adding Earthbound to mm-hmm. the Nintendo emulator with, thing? Which I have no, you know, familiarity with that series at all either. I didn't know that was a Super Nintendo thing. I thought that was like strictly in Japan. The the third one is strictly in Japan. Okay, so the first two got US releases. Yeah. And the first two are the ones coming to the Switch port. I think thing. so. Mhm. Okay. So that's interesting. I don't know that I'll ever look into that, but it's probably not. I wouldn't it's cool. personally. Yeah. Uh and then they did Did you see Live a Live or Live Alive? No. Or something like that? I no. think it's L I V space A L I V. You should no, do, I don't know Google it. Is. Google it while we're talking. It's like a, it's like a old, I think Nintendo, Super Nintendo game or something. But they upresed it to like, two D, three D, so it looks like, it looks like the Octopath Traveler, oh, graphic style. But like, I felt like that game looked like cooler than the. Uh, the triangle strategy one or whatever. Yeah, like, never, oh, they kind of never seen that before. That's a that's some kind of remake of something. That looks like it maybe would have only been. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they're doing that. Okay, they're doing the style like Octopath. Okay, I I, I cool. think I think it's an older game that they yeah. literally just lifted like the yeah. All they did yep. was raise the the pixels kind of. Like yep, if they could start doing like. that to older games, that, what what a cool thing for for uh... dude. That's one of the reasons I gave Octopath a chance was because just running around that game was like yeah. really cool. Like yeah. it, it that that that's such a strange style combining like two D pixels with like a three D environment. Yeah, and it just worked really well actually. Yeah, it looks neat. Yeah. Um, I put a lot of time into that game and I didn't finish it. It's like it's like one of those things that I always think about. It's like I I had like 40 plus hours in that game and wasn't even close to finishing it. <laughs> it's like it's like bothers me a little bit. Does it? 
that I never like I just didn't have the interest to keep going. It it like wore me down. It was too but, many there's too many people. To eight eight people. Yeah, having stories. having to go through eight stories was kind of a big ask, yeah. Yeah. Maybe triangle strategy is only three. Maybe you'll do better with them. <laughs> yeah, is that their is that their logic? I don't I don't know. I I don't know what I the would, game's about really. I would I just, not be surprised if that's the final name of the game. Oh yeah, I think like, it is. Why would they be advertising it as triangle strategy if they're gonna change it last minute? Well, because I, like I we're, think we're way too far into the advertising stage for them to change it now. I thought it happened. I thought that happened with Octopath, where like when it first came out, they were like, "Yeah, we don't know if this is the final name." And then like when it did eventually come out and like start, they they had a dates and stuff. They were like, "Yeah, this is the name." <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Triangle Strategy is Triangle Strategy. <laughs> what a what an excellent title. Triangle Strategy sounds like tells a you nothing about defensive the game at basketball all. play. It really does. Is that is a defense? That is a basketball thing. That's how the Bulls were good. <laughs> you know that from Last Dance. I learned that from the triangle Last Dance. Strategy. It was it was the triangle. Yeah, they they had they had a a form of three players that like constantly moved around, and that's how they found success. So maybe that's yeah. where the inspiration was for that game. So yeah, the triangle strategy is just like tactical turn based bull nineteen ninety two to eight bulls chicago bulls i'm trying to think of what else was in that uh direct that i thought was cool yeah i didn't i didn't jot down a whole lot because like for me it was like really specific stuff um i i can't think of anything else that i was like super excited about they added stuff to dread but i'm not interested in any of that like taking a single hit and losing that's ridiculous they added a boss rush to it the boss rush care. should be kind of cool, but I just yeah, I won't make time for I've it. I've never done one of those. Yeah. They always sound cool when they add them to games, but I've never done them. So Yeah. You could play Monster Hunter instead. Yeah. It's just yeah. basically just a boss rush. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, good on Nintendo for uh making me excited for the rest of the year. I still yeah. am looking forward to uh Mario Rabbids. Yeah, me too. And there that, wasn't anything about that in it. No, so I'm thinking that'll probably be and, later in the year. Yeah, later in the year. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely play that again. I, I I'm I'm ready for another one of those. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, the the switch is actually uh, what I've been using. Besides playing Monster Hunter on PC, the switch is actually what I've been using for uh, other games. Yeah. So uh, we can, if we're done with this direct, I can jump right into that. Uh, sure. What I've been playing, sure. Um, do you want to? Uh, I guess we're we're thirty minutes in now, but it's kind of late to <laughs> run cover. down what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I forgot about it. Let's that. just not worry about All it. Right. I totally forgot. <laughs> I uh, this is what I happens st- when we do this monthly. I started playing CrossCode, mm-hmm. uh, based on our buddy Josh's recommendation. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like his favorite indie game. He says he says it's the best indie game. <laughs> really? He's yep. used that. He's used hyper, that hyperbolic I said, language. Better well. than Hollow Knight? He said, "Oh, uh, it's close." Yeah. Which I doubt it. I'm yeah, I say I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a uh, if you can picture uh, Chrono Trigger. It's very much looks has the look of Chrono Trigger. And then, since it's a Josh game, 
it's top down like isometric combat where mm-hmm. you can mix melee and like bullet hell uh project magic aoe stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and uh it's kind of interesting because the game world is actually a game world <laughs> like mm-hmm. the setting is that you're in an mmo and your character lost her memories and they basically put her back into the mmo in order to try and get her memories back but she has to pretend that she's a normal player in the mmo um yeah because she's like working with this team that's trying to help her get her memories back and like it's not it's not okay for her to be doing that or something like that the the idea is that the game world is like bleeding into reality i think right yeah maybe like at the like the very beginning of the game cuz i i've played i don't know 2 hours of it or so i got through like the quote tutorial tutorial like it teaches you how to play the game and then when you get into the mmo part you do a tutorial for the MMO itself, and that's how they get you kicked off in the actual game, which I think is really funny. Like, yeah, that that whole like uh, vehicle for storytelling, I think, is really interesting. Yeah, and and good. Like the the way that you interact with other characters, and like you're interacting with their avatar, mm-hmm. but like also you're interacting with that person through their avatar. So there's like a French guy, and he's like playing a girl, and like. You know, it's just, it's creative, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, really, I think that's my favorite part of the game so far. Um, I probably played, I played up through the first dungeon. Okay, so like, yeah, I didn't make it that far. It's probably like nine or ten hours. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite, like, hook that the game has. Um other than that, you're kind of doing like a lot of MMO RPG quests where it's like talk to this guy in the woods and then you go to talk to this guy in the woods and he's like kill 10 rabbits and then you kill <laughs> 10 say, rabbits kill, and then kill he's three like rats. and then he's like go back to the guy in the woods and you go back to him and he says okay kill 3 rats now and then mm-hmm. so some of that is like not super engaging to me. Yeah. And like your rewards for completing those missions is usually like here's some XP and you get 3 sandwiches. Which are like is like health, um, so I haven't really like it hasn't like hooked me hooked me yet. Like I I I've played that much, but it's taken me a month to play that much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only I, thing that seemed like possibly that would have kept me going was that I thought the tutorial thing did an okay job of showing what could be in dungeons. Like, like puzzle-wise. Like puzzle-wise. The yeah. puzzles are good. The first dungeon was really cool with the way okay. the puzzles worked. And, like, your your MMO character in this MMO world is called a Spheromancer. And so, like, <laughs> that's your projectiles. Like, you shoot these little balls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of just works like a twin stick thing. Like, you, you hold one stick one way, and then you hit the trigger oh, button, and then you throw yeah. the balls. But yeah. the puzzles all work with that mechanic and Mm -hmm. so you're like bouncing your balls off uh like rebounding walls to light torches and to Mm -hmm. hit switches and all these things and that's kind of neat um yeah i i think the the game's tutorial and a lot of the first uh quests and all that stuff it does a really good job of teaching 
like what the game is without saying this is a tutorial without being a tutorial mm-hmm. you know what i mean without just like giving you text and saying this is how you do this mm-hmm. like i i feel like the puzzles and the way those opening quests are laid out uh it, it does a really neat job of like oh this is how your equipment works and this is how you are going to equip for different element uh defense and yeah like that kind of thing uh i just don't know if i'm that interested in playing because yeah. of the way it feels um mm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna keep pushing uh i i am interested enough in the world to overlook some of the things that i'm less interested in mm-hmm. uh, and i think the music's been good and like the characters that i meet i've all had funny looking avatars and <laughs> like that the the actual presentation of the game has been it's it's got a enjoyable. good look it's got a good art style yeah um yeah and the the same thing for me because i think i brought it up on an episode how long ago because i checked it out originally on game pass yeah i just couldn't really rationalize like i wasn't excited about playing it yeah that's that's kind of how that's kind of how i feel and even, so even after playing that much of it it's like yeah I'd i couldn't rather... rationalize that time yeah yeah because i think it's pretty long yeah but um it is cool that it's on switch that would be a great switch game i i didn't really realize it was is that recent so i don't know it actually runs like on a web browser uh it's ve- it's very oh, low that's weird it's very low um I don't know what the word is. Low graphical, like yeah, load. it's not hardware intensive. No, 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 no. And uh, yeah, so the switch is kind of a good place for it. I will say that the aiming for mm. uh, your like spheromancing, yeah, like using twin sticks, sticks, is is kind of not good. Yeah, and and uh, your attacks are like on the trigger, so you're like hitting the the little switch trigger all the time, and like my I, hands get sore playing. Yeah, because the switch is not very comfortable to hold. No, <laughs> after, and like it's very it's very demanding. Um, yeah, like dexterity. With, with, yeah, dexterity wise. Yeah, even to the point where like you you have you eventually gain element like switching, like you can do mm-hmm. heat and cold and stuff. And you do it on the fly, right? Yes, and like mm-hmm. you're you're switching with the D pad, and so it wants you to run with like run, and then hit a thing off the wall, and then switch to heat real quick, and then aim the other direction, and hit something the other way, and it's like I can't. It's like kind of like the the problem that I have when I play Doom Eternal. Like I can't <laughs> yeah. if I'm moving with the thumbstick, I can't take my thumb off the movement stick to hit the so I, I don't know if that's like unique to playing in in handheld like i would still have that problem if it was a controller it's just a little bit exasperated with the the handheld because that little analog nub is so teeny yeah 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 but that's cross code I'll, I'll keep at it i i'm interested enough to keep playing there's nothing i'm really dying to play on switch right now so it's not like yeah. um i'm uh like like foregoing take away yeah 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 i'm not foregoing anything else to play cross code so i'll yeah. keep at it yeah 
score some points cool. with Josh, I guess. <laughs> you got to get on his good side. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe like I'll I'll cash the card in at some other point. Like, hey, dude, I played your game. What are you gonna play with me now? <laughs> um, it's, I can I can piggyback off of uh, like dexterity game. Um, I played th- this last month. I had one more month of Game Pass still, so I like still hit a bunch of games. And one of them that got added towards the end of my subscription, which I was really excited about, was Death's Door. Is that a dexterity game? I, it's it's kind of challenging. Really? Yeah, yeah, it is. I didn't know um, that about that game. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, I died a lot towards the end. I thought I thought one of the final bosses was was a decent challenge for sure. Um, but Death's Door is awesome. Like, Did just you finish up, it? at the top. Yeah, I finished it. I thought it was great. I really like that game. Um, it's on a lot of played, people's uh, end of the year. If I would have played it last year, it probably would have been on my list somewhere because I thought it was awesome. Um, but so it's it's a it's an isometric action RPG, uh, more like Zelda than anything. But it has some Dark Souls and elements in it too, where like. Um, Every enemy you kill, you're collecting. You're collecting literally souls because you are a reaper. <laughs> you reap the living as uh, this little crow. And um, the premise of the game is that uh, something is wrong with uh, how this organization of crows is reaping souls. Like people aren't actually dying when they're supposed to, or something. And it's like this really interesting, like. It's almost like film noir kind of like as an aesthetic of like these crows exist outside of, you know, between life and death. And they have this straight up like office where they report to to figure out who they have to go reap. And they keep a they keep a record of everybody that has died. And it's like a it's a job, but they do a really good job of like portraying it as a job. And um the whole premise is that something goes wrong and you have to figure out why did it go wrong. And, um, so when you say it's like film noir styled, are you saying like your character is like, I was sitting in my office drinking coffee. Yeah, no, it just has, it just has the feel of it. It doesn't, your character doesn't talk. Your character is totally silent, but like it, it presents itself that way. And maybe I'm just like, building up the black and white aesthetic of the, uh, of the hub world too much. And that's like why I'm thinking of it that way. But I think also like the music is kind of like that too. I thought the game had awesome music. Really? Uh, um, yeah. Like it like fit the game really well. It got stuck in my, it was totally like earworm music. It got stuck in my head constantly. Um, but in a good way, like I liked, I, it, I liked it enough that it got stuck in my head and that's as a tangent, sort of how I evaluate music generally. Um, but as a game, like it was a blast to play. Like it felt the combat was like pretty basic, but it, it felt good to play. Um, the way that you level things up is like spaced out, like it's paced well, and it makes you want to explore the world to find stuff because it's like kind of hard to level up your abilities. Yeah. It's like kind of stingy about giving you things and you use souls to level things up and everything drops souls, but you don't really get that many from individual 
enemies. So it really just kind of encourages exploring more than anything and finding like items that give you like big lump sums of souls at once. Yeah. And um it was just I just really enjoyed that whole experience. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I thought it ended well. Um I thought the environments were cool, the bosses were cool. It had uh it had this like every so often like it comes off as like a pretty serious game, but every so often it like makes some jokes. That's that, the moment little moments of levity. Yeah, and I couldn't and I still can't decide if they fit. <laughs> like it every time it would happen you'd be like okay, that's kind of funny but sort of out of nowhere. Like it like yeah. it doesn't really like match with like any other aspect of the game, but it's it's not like a bad thing. It was just like it's one of those things whenever the first kind of quote joke happens, you're like, "Wait. What?" Yeah. <laughs> like nothing up until this point has indicated that there might be some funny stuff happening other than it's it's a game where you play as a crow that you're a little crow yeah you're a little crow that is a soul reaper yeah i mean yes sure and has a cartoon art style like that i would think yeah have jokes based on just looking at the gameplay of the yeah and like the cover art of the game is like really over the top cartoony art style and but like but i i also really like the aesthetic of that game like it's like flat like no real textures it's like flat colors but it's like um, kind of pastel-y looking, and it just... I super like Death's Door. Like, I did not expect to like it that much, but... I don't know, it's called Death's Door. It sounds like a game you would Something like. that I would be into, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, like, I, I kind of went into it pretty... Like, I didn't buy it. I was interested in it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, whatever, but I was, like, kind of hesitant to even give it a chance, and... Um, I still, I actually, it's, it's the one of the few games on game pass that I feel a little guilty for having played for free kind of. Yeah. Um, so I've considered buying a copy and gifting it to somebody cause I do really think it's good and I get it for me on the switch cause I do want to play it. I will. Is it on the switch? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I I think I heard, uh, Chris Reagan on the sacred symbols podcast talking about it on the switch i'll buy yeah i'll buy it for you because i oh, i think i think i think such it's, a good guy i think it's super good it's it's super worth playing um and it doesn't really do anything unique like at all e- the story is even basically the dark Souls story <laughs> like it's so similar to like that whole thing no um, that's cool though one of my, my favorite game from last year didn't do anything unique either but yeah, the fact that it did things well, mm-hmm. I'm talking about last last year, 2020, not 2021. No, last the, last year. Ghost of Tsushima. The fact that it like it was an op- it was a regular open world game, but the fact that yeah. it did that really well is what made it cool. So that's yeah, know, that's not a that's not a crazy thing. You're not talking uh, you're not talking nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it just it just all those pieces like add up to like a pretty good it's like less than 10 hours it's not a very long game yeah um didn't ever stay it's welcome no and and actually it had like at the end there's like a secret ending that's like really involved um that it gives you a chance to like it goes back to the state of the world and lets you explore a little bit more after it after the final moments and i i was like i kind of want to do this but i'm not really sure how to do it because yeah. it was pretty obscure 
And then I looked it up because I was like, how would I even like go about starting this? And it was like pretty involved and I decided not to do it. I didn't watch the ending yet because um, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it on Game Pass when I have it again and just do it. I probably won't. But it does have this whole other thing to do at the end of the game, which is neat. Yeah. So, so yeah, Death's Door. I definitely recommend that game. Death's Door. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't have anything to to jump off from that. Not relating to deaths. Not relating to doors. But what about crows. <laughs> um. Okay. So crows fly. Do you know what yes. else flies? Airplanes. No, well, airplanes do fly. You are correct. <laughs> I, I, but I can't guess where you're going with Frisbees this. Frisbees fly. Oh, yeah. I forgot that came out. <laughs> I love the excitement in your voice when uh, I totally, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally forgot it came out. So one of my favorite my favorite games, like simple retro arcade competitive games, uh, Windjammers, mm-hmm. uh, just got a sequel. Uh, Windjammers mm-hmm. 2 came out last week. And uh, it's pretty much Windjammers, which is uh, kind of like an extreme version of Pong, I would say, where yeah, you, yeah. you have um, your characters represented on the screen on one side, and you're basically throwing a, a Frisbee back and forth to each other, trying to get it in the goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some timing involved with how... Uh, once you catch it, if you throw it right back uh, really fast, it, it, it'll speed up. So you can kind of get this crazy game of back and forth going. And there's other mechanics, like you can throw a lob, or uh, if you if someone throws a lob and you stand under it for a long time, then it builds up like a charge. You throw a really fast shot. Uh, but but they just released a sequel, Windjammers 2, which added a couple mechanics. Now your yeah. character can jump. Mm-hmm. So if you... Uh, did you have you did you play it at all? I didn't get a chance to play it. No, but I did watch like some footage of it and I saw the tutorial of like other things it added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so like it, it, the old game used to have like if it if the frisbee started moving too fast, you could ho- hit a button and your character would hold up his arms and like block the frisbee and mm-hmm. it would just pop it up right where he was standing. And so now this game has that too, but it also has uh, once you pop it up, you can jump up in the air and it allows you to do a spike kind of, mm. so you can like jump up, catch it and spike. So it just adds some variation to what you can do, like where you're going to throw the Frisbee back to the person, mm-hmm. uh, because you, you direct where the Frisbee goes with, with your, your stick. Um, and, and if you do a circular motion with the stick, it'll do curves. So you have curves, you have lobs, you have spikes. And then you mm-hmm. have a Different charge levels of powered up versions of them, and yeah, yeah. And yeah. this one added like a super meter now too, to where oh. like if you get if you get uh, so many like throwbacks in a row, it'll build your super meter, and then you just hit like two buttons at the same time, and it'll do the super throw. Okay. In the previous game, you can only do if you stood underneath charged up. Yeah, yeah, you stood underneath like a. Uh, frisbee shot that was up in the air after you popped it up mm-hmm. so and they uh that's basically all they added mechanically they pretty much tripled uh the amount of courts that there are <laughs> so that's kind of fun like they have little things like um different size goals and 
different yeah. point values for goals that are on like if you aim at a certain spot on the screen it'll give you a different number of points they have uh like other things to rebound your frisbee off of and then they also doubled the amount of characters that are in the game so in the previous game you have a meter not a meter but it's like a a balance of speed on one side power on the other and the characters kind of fall like on one side of that uh, mm-hmm. that's how know. they show the stats in the new one yes yes yeah okay uh, that's how that was in the old one too oh that really was in the fir- i thought yeah. they had individual like meters like speed strength and stuff but i, I don't remember no, it's either, they're either like in the, somewhere in the middle or all all to one side. It's just okay. speed on one side, strength on the other, and it's still like that. Um, they have all variants of that. The thing you're choosing essentially is like if you want to be able to run fast, throw hard, and then you're choosing based on the super that you want to use. So yeah. like one guy's super shot might go in a corkscrew. One guy's might go in like uh, hard angles. One guy might throw one that hits you back into the goal, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's basically it. Uh, it's it's a it's a fun game because it's really easy to it's really easy to understand and yeah. kind of do good at. Um, but the the skill ceiling feels like not I wouldn't say high, but it feels like it's there's there. some room. Yeah, there's some room for you to like really kind of figure out how to move and stuff. Yeah. But it, but it also doesn't feel like it's going to take you like seven hours of practice every day to get good. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes Windjammers cool, and the, and the second game is just more of that. Mm-hmm. So they added uh, like a ranked mode and matchmaking now. I, don't, I think the old one probably had matchmaking too. I don't know. Yeah, once they brought it, because like, they they brought the original one to like modern platforms. The original one I think was like an eighties or nineties arcade. It's game. an arcade machine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they they ported it to like Switch and PlayStation and Xbox. It's not on. P- I can't find it on Steam. It might not be. Yeah, it, which is it, weird. Other to than me. an emu- other than an emulator. Yeah. So, I like I have it on PlayStation. I wanted to buy it on Steam for our our. competition (laughs) our competition yeah but uh it's not there but so this new version is on steam i tried the online play um the steam concurrent players like it tells you how many people are playing at one time it was only like 100 200 people or something like that that's not good so pretty low um i mean i don't imagine it to be a game that's like yeah, I, I feel like you're either playing with someone or you're not playing. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's not really going to be an online experience. No, yeah. no. And I and I tried to play a little bit, but like the lag that I got in. Yeah, it like, sounded like it launched not great with online stuff. I don't know. It has rollback, which is like the yeah. the netcode that you would want for fighting games, and so it 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 should work. But my ping was so high with like four out of the five people that I was matched with that you can literally like feel you hit the stick down and it's like a whole three seconds before your character yikes like runs down and like the game is so twitchy anyway. Yeah. That it's like, just doesn't feel. Yeah. That's not good. It doesn't feel good to play. So hopefully Hmm. someone gets it so I can have someone to play with, but um, yeah. Yeah. I'm still curious about playing it. 
I really like the art about it. I really like the art style. Like the old one had just the regular CRT, uh, you know, eighties arcade computer graphics. Mm-hmm. This one has like a nice hand drawn. Uh, it's like the same clean, same art style. It's yeah, it looks really, it looks yeah. really clean. It's nice. It looks good in motion, and uh, it has some pretty fun music. Like that was one yeah. thing that was also lacking. I feel like in the old game, there was no <laughs> option to like turn the music up or anything. So you kind of were left with like the noise of like the the, the disc, disc flying yeah. back and forth all the time. And like you know, this one has a cool soundtrack and. So I'm excited to be able to to play that. Like I, I I've queued it up a little bit and played online. I'm just waiting for the opportunity to uh to go yeah. ham a little bit. So that's pretty neat. Windjammers. I think I think it was like thirty bucks or twenty bucks on Steam, which is kind of a lot, I think, for what I think, the game um, is. I th- yeah, I think it's twenty or twenty five. Some it's somewhere in that range for sure. But yeah, it is it is kind of a lot, but also like is anything really gonna be less than twenty dollars kind of anymore? That's pretty cheap to begin with, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, not not it's not a full price game, generally, so um I yeah, I don't I also don't have another good follow up on that. I think the only other one other thing I necessarily want to talk about well maybe two things um from my final game pass wrap up um i checked out the new version of subnautica which uh what's it called it's called subnautica below zero (laughs) yeah um i really really liked the original subnautica i streamed it quite a bit back when i was like first It, it was it was deep into 2v1, but it was, like, when I was really trying to stream, like, kind of frequently. And um, so that was, like, one of the first games that I was, like, streaming kind of a lot. And um, I remember some fun clips of you streaming that game. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, like, a really cool... It, I think it's a good... It's a good one of those because, like, whenever you're going... You're literally exploring a world totally blind. And so, like, you have no idea what to expect. And, um... I loved it. I never actually finished it because uh, I actually think after a point it did a really bad job of guiding you around. Like it's a it's a survival game in an open world that is open ended in some aspects, but it does have like a story and it has things that you're accomplishing to push that story along to eventually complete it. And somewhere along the way, I just had no idea what I was supposed to do. And that's the only reason I stopped playing it. Yeah. Which was a little, which was frustrating, honestly, because I, I was really having a good time. I thought it was great. Um, but just top level, Subnautica is a, uh, it's a survival, crafty, open world game where you, like, in in the original one, you crash on this ocean planet and everything you do is in the water. You do everything in the water for the most part. There's a little bit of on-land stuff, but generally it's all in the water. And Below Zero is basically the same game in, like, so many ways. Uh, They just, like, kind of changed some of the progression through the upgrade trees and stuff. Um, And they put Changed for the better? I think better, yeah. I actually think, like, if you have never played Subnautica, you should just place Below Zero. Um because I got to the I got to a point of items 
in below zero a lot faster than I did in the first game. Yeah. To like the cool stuff, to like where you have a submarine and to like, where it's fun, fun. Yeah. Like yeah. where you're exploring like really weird shit and you're going really deep in the ocean and like deep into underwater caves and it's like pretty scary and kind of <laughs> overwhelming a little bit. Yeah, and intense. Um but the idea is like in the first game you were trying to escape the planet cuz your your ship crash landed into this planet and you needed to build a thing to escape. In Below Zero you're searching it, there's like more story in Below Zero where you're searching for your like what happened to your sister cuz she died and you're like how did she die? Why did she die? And they were doing like research on this on this planet and it has this like pretty crazy sci-fi rapping in terms of a narrative that like I think is pretty cool actually um but it is basically the same game as the first game so like I didn't get very far because I got to a point where I was like I've already done I've this done a lot of this stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so I got to the point in below zero where like I was exploring some of the deepest water and um I had like a really big submarine and that's like the cool part of that game is like building up to the point where like you have a base underwater and like that base does things and it produces things for you and you can fabricate things there. And then like eventually you make a giant submarine <laughs> and in below zero, the submarine has like um, it's like a train kind of where you can you make segments of the submarine and you piece them together how you want to which is pretty awesome. I I'm I didn't get far enough, but I wondered if there was like a limit on how big you could make it. <laughs> I yeah. assume there has to be, but like I just kept picturing like this super long ridiculous like 70 foot long submarine trying to like pilot it around some of the tighter spaces in that game. And um you get a mech, you eventually make a mech that you can walk around under on the ocean floor and stuff and you need it for certain things. And it's just a cool experience. Like I, I really think Subnautica is a, a, a one of the better survival games um, uh, and wrapped in like, it's not this open-ended play forever game. It has a story and there's reasons to do things and um, it leaves it just open-ended enough that you have freedom to feel like, you're kind of finding it out on your own and how you go about doing it is how you want to do it. Like however yeah. you want to do it. Like you can yeah. build a base wherever you want, as mm -hmm. long as you meet all the requirements of the base building. Um, and that, that part's really cool. Like you could establish bases all over the map just so you could like know exactly where things are. And like there's different biomes underwater where you find certain materials and there's certain enemies there and blah 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 and it's it's just a really neat unique thing um that i definitely would recommend checking out if you never have and who makes Blo that game hmm? who makes that game it is some name i don't remember because i think i think the first subnautica was their first game because it because yeah. it originally it originally was an early access thing it was one yeah. of those um, so I think a lot of people probably looked at it and were like, oh, it's just one of those early access survival games that there's a thousand of and who cares. But um, they did eventually finish it and it was a really complete package. And then they released this one, which I feel is a little weird because it's so similar to the first one. 
Yeah. Um, they just kind of like changed how progression works and which items you get at what point and, and stuff like that, like for the better, but it feels like a Subnautica 1.5, yeah. not really, not really like a two or anything, even though they don't call it that. Um, but yeah, I can't, I cannot remember the name of the developer, uh, off the top of my head, but yeah, Subnautica is sweet, and it has apparently it has a VR mode too. If you have VR, which I cannot imagine playing that in VR, it would be it would be so terrifying going yeah. into some of that water. Like whenever, that's like the only video game that actually captures the scary nature of open water. Yeah, like video games just don't do that. Like even in stuff where you're like sailing a big boat, like in Creed or something, like. And and in creeds where you could swim underwater, like in Black Flag, like it just, it never felt threatening, even though you're in an ocean with sharks and stuff. But like Subnautica, like whenever you're, whenever you're cruising along and suddenly the bottom just disappears and like you, you know, you can go down there and it starts to get a lot darker and you have no idea what's there. It's. It's really an interesting experience. Yeah, it sounds um, cool. You you sell it well. But thanks. Uh, and whenever you get grabbed by one of those giant monsters and you have no idea that it's there, that's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So that that I checked below zero was on Game Pass. Um, when I was when I had it, I, I don't know how long it'll be there, but definitely worth checking out if you got that. So the uh, the only other thing I have to mention um, is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you technically do have experience with it. I yeah. have a little bit of experience. I don't. I don't have a lot. Um, my wife has like a f- fleeting interest in Pokemon. So uh, same. <laughs> same is that what you said? Yeah, same. So I I bought her the game. And kind of just watched over her shoulder as she played the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat. Uh, I want to reiterate that I don't have... I'm not the one playing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like a super good impression of like what exactly it is. But I think the idea of it and what I've seen is pretty much like kind of the innovation... I would like to see uh, the Pokemon series head toward. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like I, I really liked Pokemon Sword. I thought that game was cool. Uh, mm. For me, the enjoyment of just seeing the different monster designs and like collecting them, like not necessarily collecting all of them. I don't. I'm not a completionist for any game that I play. But like having yeah. my own, you know, collection of monsters to raise and fight, like that's the appeal of Pokemon to me, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, I think I would enjoy them doing a really nice story that that captures uh, what it would be like to live in a world where monsters live alongside humans yeah. and to use like really elaborate metaphors of like what this monster's design 
and how that illuminates the human psyche and like all these things, <laughs> but it doesn't do that. Yeah. And, um, I don't think Arceus does that either. Yeah. But in terms of gameplay, uh, I, I can see how some people fall off the, like you yourself, like, you know, you played so far into sword and we're like, okay, this is Pokemon. Like I'm mm-hmm. catching things and then I'm leveling them up and that's it. It's the same, it's the same tackle yeah. and quick slash attack that I've done since Pokemon. 1998. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's some things that Arceus does that I think are really cool to innovate on that gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the appeal of collecting and seeing the monsters, I think, is exemplified in the gameplay of Arceus by, you know, you're you're filling out a Pokedex instead of you, instead of you, are accomplishing uh, the whole trainer route where you're you're getting gym badges. This mm-hmm. game has you building the very first Pokedex. Yeah. So in order to accomplish that, it gives you different objectives to to do that, like catch this many Pokemon or use a specific move with this Pokemon in battle or mm. take a picture of this Pokemon. And it kind of allows a more flexible way to just experience the Pokemon, Pokemon. themselves. And so I think that's cool. Yeah, that's um, a good way to frame that. Yeah. I I one of the things that Sword did that I really liked was that uh you could gain XP for everyone in your Pokemon party even though you would only use like one Pokemon in a battle. Oh yeah, that was so, like such a good quality of life thing. In previous games add. like only the Pokemon that fought would would get battle, so you get later into the game and you kind of get stuck with like yeah unless it small... was using exp share and you were swapping them out yeah yes, you had to yes. like really manage that stuff yeah. yes and so since sword just allowed everyone in your party to get exp i could swap out pokemon and evolve pokemon the entire game a lot easier and so it yeah. allowed me to kind of play with my collection more um yeah. just just throughout the game and th- and that was a thing that I liked that Sword did. And I feel like this is taking that idea one step further by giving you a little more freedom in how you do that. Um and they made the battles like a lot more dynamic. Uh instead of you like having an encounter that pulls up a battle screen and then you go to select a move Pikachu does lightning. You see the lightning animation. Then yeah. like it hits the other person. Then that person does. Okay. Ratatad does tackle like, <laughs> you know, the standard Quick turn attack. based thing. Yeah. Like that's, oh, that's gone. So, so now like when you see a Pokemon in the wild, the battle kind of happens in real time. It's almost like uh final huh. fantasy seven, the remake. You know how you could, like, kind of, like, it was active. You're still able to move around and stuff. Yes. You know how the battle was active, but you would select, you you had a menu to select attacks. Yeah. So you're still battling the Pokemon, but you're also moving around. So you, as the trainer, like, are actually dodging sometimes. Like, you have to dodge some Pokemon attacks. Mm -hmm. So it makes the battles feel, uh, like, more more interactive. A little more real time. 
and it just it the pacing of the game doesn't come to like a, it's like a complete yeah. halt every time you yeah every time you you get into a battle so so that's kind of neat that is um neat. so th- those changes i think at least based on what i've seen uh make me interested in playing the game um now i, I want to say that i saw the first like couple hours of the game uh-huh. and the story is basic pokemon <laughs> stuff like they are doing bare minimum in terms yeah. of writing here of, of course and yes. it's frustrating that they can't just try a little bit in that realm well it's written for 10 year olds yes so yes and, and it I guess, always I guess, will be <laughs> i guess the nuances of a character arc are lost on that audience because yeah. they ain't trying you got to watch the anime for the for the character development yeah but I, I don't know so it could be i think it could be cool um yeah. i think the the exploring like an open world with pokemon in it could lead to some cool things like if they hide a specific really powerful pokemon in an area of yeah. the world kind of kind of like the appeal this is a weird jump i'm going to make but okay. the the appeal of elden ring to me is very similar like the way from hides things in their games yeah i think and then taking that like you know you go come around a, a corner and there's a very unique enemy in 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 from games that you're like oh do I want to engage with this thing or like no yeah. way I'm not gonna fight. and like taking that and extrapolating that to an open world is what makes Elden Ring interesting to me. In that same way, I think exploring an open world Pokemon map where they have uh, like fixed Pokemon encounters mm-hmm. that that could be cool. Now I don't know that the game does that at all. Like yeah. it might just be random Rattatas running around. Rattata. What, what do you? Oh my call god! It? I saw a Rattata. What do you? What do you call it? Rattata or Rattata? Rattata. Okay, my random Rattata's running around, but the idea I think is neat. Yeah. And I'm curious. I'll say I'm 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 curious on on uh, what what that is. I'm still curious about it. Also, like, I keep having these thoughts of like, I'm just gonna go buy it yeah. and play it. Yeah, I don't know, but then, but then I don't. So I might still check it out at some point. I'm I am a lapsed Pokemon fan, but like this one at least is doing some things differently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I, should I still think check the, that out. I feel like, but I still think the meat of your enjoyment of playing a Pokemon game has to come from your interest in seeing. And experiencing like the yeah. Pokemon roster, yeah, and evolving them and stuff. And like, if that is something that you think will get old fast, then I doubt the yeah. changes in the system are going to be able to, yeah, to hold you through. Knowing myself, even if I get it, I will not complete it. Yeah, <laughs> like I that's haven't. All, com- that's all right, though. I haven't completed a Pokemon game in. Uh, let me think about it. I don't know, twelve years, and I've played most of them. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know seen... what? I lied. I finished Y. I did finish Y. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I, for, I forgot. I couldn't tell the you a single story was compelling po- enough? Couldn't tell you a single Pokemon from that You had generation. nothing else to play. Yeah, I mean, I was still, like, giving Pokemon a chance every time. But, yeah. Yeah, so, like, seeing art design and monster design and stuff is, like... That's why I like Monster Hunter. That's why I liked Dragon... Uh, Warrior Dragon Quest Monster. Eleven, or oh, dra- okay, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. th- that thing is cool to me, and so yeah, I, I'm, I think it'll be neat. I think it'll I be mean, fun to try and play. I think like like as you were talking about it, I was sitting here thinking like, okay, I think I'm ready to play this. Like, I think <laughs> I, I think I'm ready. That me? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, but like every time, but I've heard such conflicting things like. Every show that I listen to has talked about it, and some people are like, yeah, this stuff's really cool, but then it does this, and it's, like, tedious, and it's like, oh, yeah, because Pokemon is tedious, and then it, like, kills my hype for it because I think back to how, why I don't continue playing them Yeah, anymore. just, if if you're looking so. for gameplay in a Pokemon game, I think you should <laughs> stay away, period. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, I know. And, 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 that, and, that's, and that's just, like, because it used to be so appealing. The, the gameplay of Pokemon used to be so were, appealing. I used when to When you were love, 12. <laughs> well, even up through, yeah, even up through, like, college. Like, when they re-released Gold and Silver on DS, like, that was amazing. I was so excited for that, and I played the shit out of those. And, like, it still is possible as an adult for me to like that. It's just it hasn't in so long. And I just want it to again. <laughs> well, wh- why? Why do you think you got into gold and silver? Do you think it's because that original that was probably of Pokemon is like that was probably a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was almost certainly nostalgia, but like plus it was it was literally a remake with all the benefits of the most recent generations, like yeah. gameplay, like quality of life stuff. So yeah, it was probably primarily fueled by nostalgia, but. I think maybe at that time it was like, yeah, this is nostalgia, but like, man, it it's a lot easier to level up all of my Pokemon and yeah. make them really fucking strong. And it had all the EV training stuff where you could like hyper focus them yeah. to be really strong. And that was satisfying. Um, but yeah, just as things went on, as they tried, like as generations went on and they added new Pokemon and it, it was like, yeah, there's some really cool new Pokemon every time. Like, every yeah. time there's some really cool new ones. But it just became, I think for me, harder and harder to, like, get attached to them. And then also the fact that it just is not for adults in terms yeah. of, like, an experience. Yeah. Like, they just don't give a shit about the fact that the people that started playing it are 30 years old now so or as older. So as a caveat to that... Or an argument to that. I don't know. I don't know what. I do think Sword has some end game stuff, like in their DLC, that is like legitimately challenging. Yeah. And the writing, I think, I think, I don't know this. I didn't play it. Is mm. actually geared toward a more adult audience, to where they actually have some meat and mm. uh, what's going on with like whatever their island, new island uh, DLC was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember hearing about it, but yeah. I've heard from multiple sources that, like, the end game stuff in that game is 
like fairly robust and does cater to mm. that crowd, but you still would have had to push through a 45 hour yeah normal right. Pokemon campaign. Yeah, like that a doesn't, full campaign. Yeah, doesn't really challenge you much in terms of like gym badges or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's I I we've I've mentioned it so many times. I just I want something that Pokemon's never going to be. Yeah, yeah. And it but but at the same time it's just they they have to know that that audience exists now. Like and it it would be I mean, they, the game sell like hotcakes. Oh, I know. Them. Yeah, I it know, but it, but it would be but like but they do but they have tried spin-off stuff. So like it would be it would just be so interesting if they did one of those like that way. Like instead of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, it was like Pokemon. Oh, you played Red and Blue when it came out. <laughs> some some something about that, you know. Like we understand that you know how to play this game, and here's some AI that actually is going to react to how you are playing. Yeah. Not not just do quick attack every time or something. Yeah. You know, like like that. That's the problem. It's like a fundamental problem that I feel like really wouldn't be that hard to solve. It's just how do they like keep it how accessible. do they how do they do both? Yeah, like can yeah. they do both and and maybe make a totally different game or something and put See, like for, a teen put like a teen rating on it or something to like discourage giving it to for, kids for slightly me, or something. The answer isn't necessarily a gameplay change. It's putting more like in, I I think if they just wrote some compelling, <laughs> a story, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like, that because, would be enough. Because like if you th- think about Fire Emblem and that game's gameplay, yeah, and like, do you think you still would have enjoyed that game if this if the gameplay was mindless? Oh no, probably not. You don't um, think? You don't think you would have enjoyed like Hill? Hill uh, like the story of Three Houses, even even though oh oh I I, I misunderstood what you're saying. Um, it's like for, yeah. So what what I'm saying is like the the fun of collecting the monsters. If I had that plus like a compelling character arc mm-hmm. that like had cool uh, encounters with Pokemon, where they like this town is ruled by a mad Charizard and like, there's a lot there. I think the potential is what is what the most disappointing thing is about, about Pokemon really for me. Yeah. They, they leave it, they leave it. So they just don't try. They leave it so vanilla. Yeah. It's like, they don't, they don't try and it's because they don't need to, but like the, the re that I hate that logic because like, just because it's aimed at kids doesn't mean that kids wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> like that, they probably would appreciate that. They're I mean, not, there's they're not stupid. there's enough. Well, there's enough dialogue, like that, that you have to wade through anyway. Well, like, yeah. Who yeah. cares if it was good or bad? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean like if you're a kid and you yeah. don't know yeah. whether the dialogue is good or bad, then why not just make it good for everybody? Right. Because the kid's I, not going to know the difference anyway. Do you yeah, know what I'm I think that's essentially like what I'm saying is like, yeah, like we're they cater to a, to kids and they don't give a shit anyway. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's not they're not going to notice, right? And so, like, 
it, it just seems like such an easy solution, and that's why it's always been so frustrating. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but oh well, Pokemon is Pokemon. I've I've probably made the same points. Arcus might be cool. Every time a Pokemon let's, let's game hope. comes out, yeah. Let's hope Arcus is the step in the right direction. It sells really well. They're like, hey, maybe we can innovate this franchise. The next innovation will be something else. It'll be, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be platforming or it'll be something. <laughs> platforming. Adding platforming be would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I really only wanted to mention one other game. I don't feel like that strongly about it, so we can make it, like, real quick. Um, it was just because it got talked about a lot, like, when it came out, and I feel like now literally nobody says anything about it. Um, and that was Nobody Saves the World. Oh, yeah. So, that L- launched... Lots of, lots of people loved it, loved it when it They launched. loved it for a week, and then I never heard about it again. Um, they probably but, beat it and quit playing it. I, but see, I don't know. So like, it, it's not that long of a game. I don't think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I, yeah, I didn't last with it very long. But it's a uh, Nobody Saves the World is a top-down action RPG. But the thing, the special thing with it is that you are your character is like literally a cipher that is nobody that and um, they're like able to morph into things <laughs> and change change forms like you can turn into a rat or a horse or a soldier or a rogue class type thing and that's the that's the appeal of the game is that you can just change to these different like characters with different abilities on the fly while doing like actiony combat me- mostly melee combat there's some range stuff um but that that idea is really cool like yeah. just just that pitch that idea super neat like like any other game, yeah, like you you're managing abilities and doing them on the fly, but the fact that you have to like change into a thing and they have different stats and they have totally different attacks and whatever, doing that all in the middle of combat is is pretty cool and it can get really intense. And apparently it gets even like crazier. I didn't get to the point where it gets crazier where um I believe you get to like start mix and matching things. Like it gives yeah, you, you more it gives own. it gives you more freedom to like swap out abilities and stuff. Yeah. I didn't get that far because I thought it was like pretty mindless gameplay wise and not that satisfying. But um it was kind of funny. It had a really great look, really great art style. Um kind of grindy. Like it even had some it even has some like procedural generation in it. Like the way that yeah. the dungeons work in that game is that they're all procedural. Like they're not they're not explicit dungeons, which is I think sometimes a good thing in games like this because like when cuz you're going to die and probably have to replay them. So like it gives you a little bit more of a oh, well I have to do this I have to do this again and I don't know the layout of the the map so it's going to be like kind of fresh again. But um it just didn't like hook me for very long. Like when I first started playing it for the first couple hours I was like this is pretty sweet. Yeah. This this is a pretty cool game. Like looks great, music's good, the writing was making me laugh and like I'm I'm in. The co- the combat's like okay enough to like, you know, keep me going. But then I did like the first main dungeon 
and it like starts to expand a little bit more and it's like this bigger open world map and it's very Zelda-ish again. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing that this whole game probably. It's going to be yeah. that same it's going to be that same progression of like dun- build up to unlock this major dungeon, do the dungeon, do it again and and like in those couple hours with that combat you kind of just press a you like hold an auto attack kind of for like your main attack and then you're just managing cooldowns and it just was not that fun to play after a while like it wore on me so fast and i just lost interest so fast and i i wanted to bring it up just because like for that reason i feel like i heard everybody rave about this game and then never heard about it again yeah and like I always find that so interesting in games coverage because like there will be games that we will talk about all year. There there will be games that come up ev- in conversations throughout the whole year. Horizon will probably be one of those games. Like usually they're bigger AAA games, but sometimes those indie games break through and like you can't you can't avoid it. You'll hear about it forever. Um and I thought that was going to be one of those because of like the universal praise it was getting. And I didn't know it just fell away. And, uh, and I, I think, I think it's largely forgettable and I feel a little bit bad saying that, but, um, but yeah, like I lost interest, I think in two hours with that game. Yeah. Um, I guess time will tell. It's, it's a hard, uh, it's also only February. Yeah. Yeah. It's only February. The game, like I think in, in terms of like games media, I feel like they have to crank through games. They do. They do for sure. Because they're trying to play so much, and so like something that you really like that takes you ten hours to beat, like you might be really high on, but like but, but you rip g- through it, it's done, and then you never yeah talk yeah about it and totally, then like a, yeah. a game like Halo Infinite, you're gonna come back to every time there's a new yeah release or something, or or it doesn't have to, I'm not doesn't have to be Halo Infinite, but yeah like Horizon's gonna be a, a robust like. Forty plus hour experience, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I think so, that's, I think that was just my thing. Is like, like ever, you know, there's always those indie games throughout the year that like people come back to or eventually get to, and then they're like, yeah, this actually was great. And I don't know, it just, it for I don't know why it's sticking with me, but like it really was like, wow, everyone talked about this, and yeah. I the more know. I listen to games media, the more I think they're in their own little. Uh, they they definitely are. It's an echo chamber for sure. Yeah, and yeah. so sometimes I just have to disengage just because it's like it's the same opinions from the same. Yeah, you hear the same people. Yep, it's like over and over. I don't know. I don't know. We so. don't do that. We're unique. <laughs> <laughs> the most unique gaming podcast ever. Mm-hmm. The yep. the gaming podcast that only specifically talks about Monster Hunter. Yes, that's the only one that talks about Monster <laughs> Hunter. Uh, we're not the we're not the only ones that talk about it. We just only talk about it. <laughs> it is I so I actually did barely hear about Rise. Um when the, the PC with the release PC came release. out. Yeah. I wonder if like people just like yeah. I don't know. The so, conversation about Rise on Switch, I feel like, wasn't super uh, ubiquitous yeah. either. Yeah, like I, I, I guess, as like towards the end of this episode, I we I would like to talk a little bit about Monster Hunter. Um, like, 
so Rise came out on PC. I played so much fucking Rise. <laughs> like I've like sixty hours in that game. Um, Good in, for you, man. In, like, I appreciate your appreciation of, of Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean, I really like Monster Hunter. It's 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 a good series. Um, and the I was thinking about this like in preparation for this episode. Like, World was such a like literally a watershed moment for the series. Yeah, uh, it probably financially saved Capcom, and it introduced the series to an insane amount of people that never played yeah. it. I think and, Rise did gangbusters on PC in terms and, of sales. Like it's so Okay, really that's well. good. Yeah. Beca- because where I was going with this was like people talked about World. World was in the conversation a lot. And yeah. and like it was like, "Oh, wow, yeah, this actually is really interesting and really cool and whatever." And you know, I had never played one either. Um I was aware of the series, but I had never played one. And with Rise I wonder if they like why did they hold it to Switch and why are they not releasing it on Xbox or PlayStation? Like it's Yeah, now that they ported it, you it's mean It's really weird. Yeah. Like yeah. like the fact that it's now on PC, like okay, they might it as well it just up. port it to everyone else, yeah. Yeah, that yes, and, and also I think it's like did did you not notice how successful World was? <laughs> like yeah. what why why? What and, and I just feel like it it doesn't have as much eyes on it, even if it sold really well ultimately still, which I hope it did, and it probably did. I think it did on Switch too. Yeah, it um, did. It sold well for both. But, but like for it seems for like what, money under the table. Yeah, for, for, for like not, what for not happened with World. Yeah. Why in the world is it not on other platforms? And I also just kind of feel bad about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. people need to play this game. Like, if you yeah. liked World, you need to play Rise because it's really good and it's, like, just slightly different enough that yeah. it's worth sinking a bunch of time into again if you liked World. And yeah. it's just so strange to me that it is not on those other platforms. Now, maybe it will but I don't think we have any indication no. of knowing that, and I don't know that it will. Yeah. So, like, it's Unless just Unless they're going to announce, like, World 2 really soon, and that's why they... Maybe that's why, maybe, yeah. Like, this was, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know, but... Um, that, In that... terms of uh, why we're not hearing people talk about it, I have a, I have some opinions on that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that when World was ported to PC, like the difference between playing that game on console and on PC is like that game is glorious, glorious oh, yeah, on totally. PC. Yeah, totally. And I don't see the like the frame rates are nice. The the 4K textures are nice on on the PC version of Rise, mm-hmm. but it's it. I don't see the same jump in. I don't see no. near the same jump in quality. I'm sure between yeah. between uh, between World and Rise. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say there? Yeah, yeah. It, and I, I just think pr- people probably queued it up and were like, "Yeah, this is the same game that I played on Switch," and yeah. that's probably why like there hasn't been a lot of discussion on or a lot of people willing to sink more time more time into it or whatever and like i think a lot of the design of rise 
is specific to the Switch. Like, really? I think, well, I just think the reason that the game, the reason that, like, the hunts are fighter. It's like or par- the, the, the hunts are shorter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The reason that, like, a lot of the the cumbersome Monster Hunter uh, RPG, like, mechanics are, like, all, like, slotted into like menus kind of so that you yeah. don't have to go all over the place in the game. Like I just think it's the the experience is is condensed into a much tighter package. Mm. Um and I think that's because they made it for the Switch. Yeah. And I wonder if they don't want to put it on other systems because they don't want that to be the Monster Hunter experience that people mm. Yeah, <laughs> that that because I I don't think World is gonna continue to pare down and or the the next I don't think World Two or whatever the next Monster Hunter game is gonna continue down that path. I hope yeah. it doesn't. And I I think like there is some nice quality of stuff, quality of life stuff in Rise, but I think a lot of those quality of life things, like being able to ride your dog directly to the fight, have like. Some of those things are like kind of anti Monster Hunter, like. Well, they added that in the world eventually. Yeah, but you have to earn it. Like, yeah, you, you get it at like six, hour sixty after yeah. you've after you've hunted everything seven times and yeah, explored the true. heck out of all the worlds. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I I mean I've probably spent hours talking about the differences between these games. I don't I don't need to like go over that again. But I just yeah, I yeah just I mean feel that's a good point. I that's feel a, like a, I would love to have heard that rationale. Like, yeah, we yeah. world made this splash and we had all of this stuff in it that, you know, was a bigger, grander experience kind of. And like, we don't want to maybe hurt that a little bit. That's yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There has to be something like that coming, but I can't recall in the Capcom leak if there was any mention of that? Well, they have Sunbreak coming in August. Yeah. That's like the Rise expansion. Mm-hmm. So I'm but pretty as far sure it's as... going to be like Iceborne was for World. Yeah. But as far as like a World 2, I don't recall if that was in that leak. Yeah, um, I don't know. Which that leak was like pretty far out in the future of like of what they're planning on doing. Yeah. I'd have to look that up up again, but... Because it would be crazy if they didn't do something like that again. But yeah, yeah maybe that's why. I don't know. Um, so, listener, if you only have a Switch, I guess you have to play it on Switch. <laughs> but I, I think but it's apparently it's really on good on the Switch. So yeah, yeah. What do you um, think about it? Like, what's your uh, what's your Reader's Digest opinion on? Like, do you like one over the other? Like, do you, what are I you? I think uh, it's. I think it's really good. Um, I I really like all of those quality of life things. I like ripping through the menus, and uh, yeah. it's really snap. Especially on PC, it's really snappy. Like, there's like no loading <laughs> ever, um, and the hunts are like pretty straightforward. Um, they're still it's still challenging. I think it takes kind of a while to get challenging i think the earlier parts of that game were yeah. pretty easy actually yeah um but that's coming in with experience so yeah. maybe if you never played it i don't know it might not be that easy but um i think it's i think it's great i think a lot of the monsters uh, there's a lot of monsters i never saw before 
Yeah. Um, so that's like, you know, one of my big things is that. I, I think the new designs are really cool too. Uh, yeah. The ones that they added are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the riding, the riding the monsters is awesome. Um, in terms of an efficiency thing, I think it's great. Uh, totally abusable. Um, but it's like fun to abuse that. Like any, any yeah. role-playing game is good when you feel really strong. And that's yeah. just, that's just one of the things that this one specifically does that makes you feel really strong. I think like in general, the difference between rise and world is rise. You feel really strong, really fast. Yeah. Whereas world, like you had to build. Yeah. Part of that is probably new, exp- like being new to the series too. Yeah. So it maybe it took longer to to get there, but like just a lot of the tools that you have in Rise, like you're you're there. Yeah. Pretty pretty quickly. Like a yeah. lot a lot of the wire bug is a, like the silk bind techniques. The wire bug, like mm-hmm. those things are as abusable as the yeah the totally. wyvern riding and yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean that stuff. All of the new stuff is is really good and i think it's um i i initially was like oh i think world is better but i just they're just kind of different um yeah they're just different games uh the experience feels different yes enough that uh i i don't really like one over the other i guess um i i guess the i guess the only thing i would say so far is that um there aren't that many big monsters that I've seen, like big monsters that I've seen in Rise. Um, that's a minor problem, though. Like, that doesn't bother me that much. It's just, like, that probably goes back to world feeling more grand, is yeah. that it felt like the monsters were a lot bigger more often. And Rise has a bunch of small ones um, that, you know... My great sword is like six feet tall, and some of the monsters are like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So like, so like that's a weird thing. Like, I one of the coolest things I thought about world was that you are fighting gigantic, fucking, hulking monsters, and so far in Rise, like there's there are some for sure. Um, there just isn't as many, I guess. I think I think it's warped a little because there's more smaller ones. I think if you Maybe, compare yeah. the rosters, yeah. there is as many, like, yeah, I don't know. Ones. It just feel that's the feel. I yeah. think is is what but I'm it, saying. That could be a uh, that could be like a engine and uh, ho- yeah. uh, software thing too, with it being a Switch game and all that stuff. When when it came out on Switch and I saw footage of it, I was like, oh, they have like a lot smaller monsters, probably because they can't handle it. But that's yeah. not true because like they're still huge, crazy <laughs> things in that game. So and like the rampages can get pretty nuts. Yeah, the rampages are crazy. <laughs> um, I now I don't. After having done, I would say enough of them. I don't really like the rampages. I think thematically. They're cool and, you know, fending off like literally it's like a horde mode of monsters. Like it's it's a cool idea, but whenever they come up, I don't want to do them. So like that that's the that that's the key thing there that tells me I'm not a fan of it. It's definitely not what I'm there for. Yeah, I do like it as like a. So if you hunt for 10 hours and do one rampage and then hunt for. another, Yeah, there's not that many of them. 
Yeah. Like, they, it doesn't force it on you, really. Yeah. Uh, it certainly beats the Zora Magdaros. Um, yeah, they're better than that. I, I initially was like, eh, I don't know if one is better than the other, but yeah. I think I think at this point I can say, like, they're better than that. They're more interesting. Yeah. They're more they're more engaging. Uh, they're just more fun, frankly, because of like all the shit that you do to things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Monster Hunter Rise is a good game. Can we golf clap it? Yeah, of course. I've enjoyed playing it a second time, probably more than I the first time through. Oh yeah. I I mean I had friends to play with this time, so that's yeah. That's probably part of it. I I did better with my my gear, like the spending of my parts. Yeah, I'm being attacked by my dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I have a, I have a good amount of uh, I have a really good amount of things to use, and I'm getting close to the like very very end of the, the content, con- the content, which is yeah. what I wanted to be able to do. Uh. Yeah, like I wanted, I wanted to try that last monster that they, they got to. So I'm pretty close to being there, mm-hmm. and I got some busted, like weapon builds now, and so that's pretty, uh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's like the ultimate goal. I I never really got there in world to like totally breaking it, but I I also don't need that really in Monster Hunter. <laughs> okay, I think. I think we have to end the episode. I'm being, <laughs> har- I'm being harassed by the dog, um, but that's good. That's good. Good amount of time. I wanted to end on Monster Hunter anyway. Um, I didn't know if you had it. You don't have anything else, right? No, I'm. Uh, I'm chilling. I got some life changes coming up. We're moving. Yeah. yeah. I got. Uh, I'm two weeks out from having my first child. So. Yay. My my uh, my gaming. Uh, hours might take a hit. I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna try Horizon when it comes out, but that's yeah. Horizon's on the 18th, and the our due date is the 27th. So yeah, and I I I would really like to play that game, but I don't have a PS5 yet still, and I don't think I want to play it on my PS4. So there's not and the a... week later is Elden Ring anyway. Yeah, we'll Elden have, Ring you know, is definitely the thing for me next. So. Um... I'll definitely be talking about that a lot. Um, but yeah, baby's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it also is. moving. <laughs> I'll be moving around the same time too, but um, I'm not having a baby. I have a baby asking me to take it outside right now. Yeah, get to that. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. Keep playing games. Thank you.